0: Turning to Matthew chapter 6 this morning. We read together a parallel passage earlier from Luke chapter 12. Matthew chapter 6 I commence at verse 19. Let us listen to God's word. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye, using a different metaphor about the same thing. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness! How doomed the soul without the light of the world! No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else ye will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God in mammon, or God in wealth. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought, or be not anxious for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, For they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Peter wouldn't agree. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these things, of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. The book of Zechariah mentions that an earthquake had taken place a few years before that. And and he mentions it kind of get. The orientation of the time that, that that he was writing his prophecy, which obviously you 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 read between the lines that that natural disasters and catastrophes are are something that mark uh, timelines in our lives. Uh, if People are old enough; you'll you'll ask you you might ask them where were you when. President Kennedy was assassinated or where were you when Mount St. Helens erupted or where were you when President Reagan was almost assassinated the doctors tell us he was very close I don't think the the people understood how grave a, a situation it was after he was hit they couldn't get the bullet out at first and they were Contemplating leaving it there, but the surgeon said we've got to get it out. And uh, an interesting reading. So we all ask questions like that where were you at 9 Well, it's been two years since the fire of 2019. Two years ago today, on December the 5th, the Lord decreed that the parsonage would burn to the ground, and I felt it was it was would be helpful for me, and I hope it would be an encouragement to you just to to think back on lessons we can learn from tragedies in our lives, and we all are experiencing or have experienced, or and certainly will it, if we live long enough we're going to experience a tragedy, a disaster, a a very devastating event in our lives. But may I encourage us that we can can learn, we can gather treasures from tragedy. And you notice perhaps in the bulletin the title is Treasures of Tragedy. Certainly there were treasures that were unearthed from the fire, that no longer could be used, a three hundred and fifty seven handgun that still hangs in on the wall in a in a glass case that our children presented to us the the Christmas after. Oh, there were a few tools salvaged, and even some album pictures that were uh, retrieved in the middle of albums that were destroyed, and other little tidbits. We call now treasures because they were unearthed from a devastating fire. But you know what we learn in the fire among many things is to really define what our treasures are. And certainly memories were treasures, weren't they? We recognize that that albums or uh, quilts that... Grandparents made years and years ago, those kinds of things cannot be replaced, can they? Just, just, uh, you recognize the treasure of friends that came to the rescue and to the encouragement, and how we need to be there when, if we can, for those that suffer such kinds of tragedies. There is meaning after all, isn't there? Early in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus speaks of treasures or wealth of a certain kind, and he wants us to. Def- he, he defines treasures as that which is earthly or that which is heavenly. In the Lord's pattern for prayer, we call the Lord's prayer. He teaches that our chief concerns should be for God's name and His kingdom and His will, and. Also, to be concerned about our provisions and our purity, but that our provisions should not form the treasures of life. He says, don't be anxious about your provisions, what you shall eat, what you shall wear, your place to stay, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Lest we become preoccupied with and prioritize our provisions or even idolize them, he says, the nations of the world seek after these things, and the word seek is is, is seek with with uh, anxiety and seek with passion as if they're something they 're that which is the most important things of this world. He introduces the subject of treasures in that context when we think of treasures, we think of Buried treasures or temporal treasures, they're buried, thinking that we're going to salvage them. but even as one man said in in the days of the Jews, many of the Jews would bury things uh, they didn't have banks as we know them, or they didn't they didn't have the uh the safes that that we might purchase, but vermin could destroy things that were underground. R.C. Sproul, that was sharing this in Sunday school, somehow came upon a 1543 edition of Calvin's Institutes. And there are only seven or eight in the world. And he was wondering what he could do to salvage this. And he was concerned about burying it or even just uh, putting it in some uh, place where vermin could get to it. And he said it could it could eat away the glue that's still left over between the pages. But it's just amazing how things get themselves wings and fly away. And what we call treasures are just temporal things that uh, do not have any eternal value. Have you ever had anything stolen in your life? I mean, the fire destroyed all of our my credit cards and And any money that was in the house, and of course insurance doesn't cover paper money, but it was an inconvenience certainly to go to the social security office and to the DMVs, to call all the credit companies and all these things, but they're just, they're replaceable. They're temporal. Uh, I have a friend that was in Florida and, and uh their their car was broken into while they were shopping or where they were on the beach, I can't remember, and took out, took the the, the wallets and, and valuables and but you know they're 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 replaceable. But Jesus talked about earthly treasures versus heavenly treasures. And the the word in verb and noun form in Matthew six The passage that was read is found five times. It's an interesting word, the word treasure. It's the word thesaurus. You've heard that, right? If you have a thesaurus at home, it's a book, it's a treasury of words. That's why they call it a thesaurus. The word thesaurus is the Greek word treasure or treasury. And so they call it a thesaurus. But you could call it a thesaurus of this or a thesaurus of that, but they call it a thesaurus of words. It's a treasury of words and synonyms and antonyms and so on. Um uh, and it's a very encouraging book, especially if you're a, a journalist or a writer and you don't want to be using the same vocabulary word all 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 the time in your in your treatise, so you can have a hundred synonyms or whatever as you as you write your your uh, letters or your write your um, papers and so on. But in chapter 6, you could read it this way. "Thesaurizo for yourselves thesauruses upon earth where moth and rust. So it's actually the word thesaurus in the verb as well as the noun. Verse 20, lay up for yourselves thesauruses in heaven where neither wrath... Uh, Moth nor rust doth corrupt. Verse twenty-one. For where your thesaurus is, there will your heart be also. So the word, the the verb lay up. The the words lay up in verses nineteen and twenty have the word thesaurus in it. This thesaurizo, and the words treasure three times. The words thesaurus. So. A thesaurus is a valuable. It's, it can be a, a, a single valuable or it can actually be a chest, a treasure chest of what we would term valuables. We lost a treasure, a thesaurus of quilts. That was a treasure chest. Even the chest itself was, was uh, constructed by Tanya's uncle. And it was made of um, cedar wood. So I suppose he did that so that moth could not corrupt the quilts. But it's, it's valuable. And this word is used quite often, the verb and the noun in the New Testament. It's used of earthly treasures and it's used of heavenly treasures. And not every time the word is used of an earthly treasure does it, is it in the context of we ought not to worship it or, or overvalue it. They're actually necessities. Um, well, it says of of the Magi. They presented unto him treasures of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And and obviously it's not saying that they were presenting unto him idols. But they were necessary for the, the Holy Family, indeed, to be able to pay for their trip to Egypt and back and for their stay in Egypt. Because I suppose they didn't have much money to rub together to, to, to take a trip like that uh, for however long it was. But it does say of, Mo- of Moses, Hebrews eleven twenty six that he did not esteem the treasures of Egypt, but he esteemed, uh, uh, well, I'm paraphrasing, he esteemed fellowship with the people of God and persecution to be on God's side. And He did not allow those things that could become idols and that became idols to so many. And our idols in this world, He avoided it. It says in 2 Corinthians four seven, we have this treasure. As Jesus said, your life and your body is more than things and raiment. And it says we have this treasure and it is a treasure. God has given us our bodies and our bodies, though they're dying, they are... Saved by the Lord's sacrifice. Our bodies will be reserved. They'll be underground. Isn't that interesting? Our treasure will be buried one day, but it will be brought back again by the Lord. And we ought to treasure our treasure. God calls it a treasure and we glorify God in our bodies, our lips, our tongues, our eyes, everything that that our body has we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of god and not of us and the lord tells us that we're to sell all in luke chapter uh, was it luke where it says and and, and gather up treasures in heaven so i'd like us to think about treasures three simple thoughts we ought to Distinguish our treasures. We ought to then decide upon what our real treasures are. And thirdly, we ought to deposit our treasures <laughs> in the heavenly bank. You know, we have treasures in earth, don't we? That we deposit in earthly banks. But they're temporal. You know, like any cash that I had in the basement of our of our house... It burned up. Even if we had put the cash where we were supposed to put it in the bottom of the safe, we just couldn't get the safe open. So we always we put any... I had $5 bills and $10 bills for the kids, you know, when they came over take them to an ice cream place and they incinerated. But you know what? All of our money's going to incinerate one day. If we read Second Peter, it says the Lord has reserved the heavens and the earth for fire. So the treasures of this world, all earthly treasures, are going to be burned up as all earthly treasures were burned up two years ago today. We need, as Jesus teaches us here, to distinguish our treasures, to discriminate, to differentiate, however you want, evaluate what our treasures are. Do not treasure up your treasures on the earth. That's what Jesus says. But treasure up your treasures in heaven. So he distinguishes earthly and heavenly treasures or valuables. Now, again, don't think that all earthly treasures are unimportant or unimportant unnecessary it tells us in second corinthians 12 14 that parents are lay up treasures for their chi- well the word lay up is treasure to treasure up for their children children ought, to, ought not to treasure up for their parents doesn't mean that children ought not to take care of their parents but it's the parents responsibility to for for their children to and grandchildren to inherit anything possible and so often you see that sticker i'm um, spending my children's inheritance. Now, hopefully it's just a, they're just joking, but if they're serious, it's wrong. It's sinful. It's it's horrible. It's it's a sin before God. There are valuables and yet there are valuables as in other words, right? So many count their treasures Real treasures is money or possessions, wealth, bank accounts, houses, lands, toys, tools, furniture, clothes. Like the rich man we read about, he treasured for himself, it says, but he was not rich toward God. He was rich toward this world. He was rich toward himself, but he wasn't rich toward God. And that's the question Jesus wants. Are you rich toward God? All the billionaires of the world, do you realize it's going to come crashing down in a moment? But even the millionaires, even the thousandaires of the world, it's all going to come crashing down if that's where our treasure is. Thou fool, he said, tonight, today, uh, uh, thy soul shall be required of thee. You see how he distinguished his barns, his money from his soul. So the soul is to be treasured. We're going to live somewhere forever, our souls, either in God's heaven or God's hell. Yes, there are necessities, but we have to be careful that we see them as means to an end, the end of that which is eternal and, and, and wholesome and, and helpful. The Lord wants us to think long and hard for he tells us, moth can 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 corrupt treasures if if if, we're not, if if we if those things are our valuables. You know, moths. There are different kinds of moths. There are moths that put holes in bedding and curtains and upholstery. Then there are pantry moths. I didn't realize. And I think that uh, I know someone in this room that has been that has helped uh, clean out a, a house, and they found pantry moths in in uh i don 't know if it was sugar or flour and all kinds of stuff i've not run into pantry moths, but i couldn't have ever run into a upholstery moth growing up because every closet smelled like mothballs. <laughs> oh what are the worst smells in the world? Please give me um um, what's the wood called again? Please give me cedar any day over mothballs, but Mom liked mothballs. But I had put on a lot of clothes that smelled like moth mothballs all day. But they worked. I never had any holes in my shirts. I don't even know if they still make mothballs. Is there such a thing as cedar balls? Oh, really? I thought I was just coining a word. <laughs> Then, so if you, if you want to idolize your, your suits and your dresses and your pants and your shoes, well, the moth might take over. Or what about rust? Well, men and women love their autos, don't we? We love our, our boats and our... can't even read my word. Autos and boats And I came to read the word that I put all the things that can rust. Think about our doors and our homes that rust and tools and all kinds of things just rust, rust away. Had to undercoat the 2007 truck and it looks like new, but there's rust underneath that black paint that's been, been sprayed on the bottom of the truck It's rusting away. It won't be long before it will be on the junk pile. What about thieves? Isn't it so the audacity of people that could take something in a moment what you and I have earned for years? Like the plumber who discovered a thief or a few thieves in Joel Osteen's church the other day. Removing a toilet and tiles and insulation, and found, look what I found: six hundred thousand dollars. But a, this is the word klepto, the thief. You know what a kleptomaniac is: stealing money and jewels and tires and automobiles. But it's not just moth and rust and and vermin and thieves, but floods. And fires and wind take away those things that are temporal, those earthly treasures that are replaceable. But a fire and a wind cannot take away my soul if it's in Christ. I may die in a fire, but I will be saved because of Christ and by our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to evaluate our treasures. We cannot serve God and wealth. God and mammon, we're told. And again, in Second Peter 3.7, the heavens and the earth are kept in store. They're treasured up, literally. Reserved for the fire. God is treasuring up this world of treasures and reserving it for fire. All of our homes and possessions are going to go up one day. But then there are treasures. That moth and rust and fire and flood and thief—they're thief-proof. They're fire-proof. They're rust-proof. It's God Himself, may I say? We're to be rich toward God. It's God who is our treasure. Is are we are our treasures? In other words, word? Luke twelve twenty-one. Do we sincerely treasure God? the eternal God, the unchangeable, omnipotent, omniscient God. He is our richest treasure, isn't He? Do you take pleasure in God? Do you love the Lord? We do. We love the Lord, our God. He is our treasure, isn't He? God Himself represents godly valuables. Souls reach for the Gospel with the Gospel, time spent with the Lord and with His people. That's, those are treasures. Time is a treasure. We only have a little bit of it. And it's, and it's decreasing every moment, isn't it? The sands of time are sinking. The dawn of heaven breaks. See, our time is valuable Redeem the time for the days are evil. Time is short. So let's think long and hard. Help me to spend my time properly. I have to have time for sleep, time for eating, but time for work, but time with God, time for prayer, time for reading, time for my friends, time for worship. And I've got to redeem it. Because it's going and it's gone. But may it be that the best is yet to be if we value that which is eternal. Growth in grace is precious. They can't take it from us. You know, they can, the, the saint that's in jail right now, they can't punch his, his godliness out of him. They can't torture his 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 knowledge of God from him. It's he's got it for good. It's tucked away in his soul, in his mind. Loved ones, one to Christ. Time of worship. Colossians two three. The Bible speaks of Christ being the thesaurus of wisdom and knowledge. Christ is our treasure. And isn't wasn't weren't the magi showing that by giving their treasures they were saying we treasure Christ. We give our treasures to him. Doctrines, works for God, those are treasures. The Bible speaks in First Corinthians of works of gold, silver, and precious stones that the fire, the judgment day will not remove. Souls one. Our soul growing in grace. You know, we begin where we left off. We, we want to be as holy as pardoned sinners can be. We want to be as Christ-like as possible. That's a treasure that cannot be taken away, that is not temporal. Second John reminds us and warns us, be careful that you lose not what you have wrought. You can, you can have actually gained treasures that are eternal and somehow let them lo- loose, le- loose from our hands by ungodly living. There's, there is that warning. So we pray, Lord, don't let me lose what I've gained so far, even if it's just a little bit. I want to hold on to it. And I want to invest it even more. Jesus speaks of uh saying he said give alms and which is mercy deeds do mercy deeds Luke 12:33 and then you'll gain bags which do not wax old and treasures in the heavens there's some suggestion there do good for the glory of God and you're and you're gathering bags that don't wax old and treasures in the heaven Do good for the name of the Lord. Do good for for Him. Go about like Jesus says. He went about doing good. God help us to be observant as we go especially through this holiday season. Maybe a gift purchase for someone that doesn't get gifts or shoveling somebody's sidewalk or whatever it might be. Look, Look out for somebody stuck in the ditch or singing at people's doorstep. Lots of lonely people out there. People that have lost their loved ones this year. We need to distinguish treasures that are earthly and heavenly. And secondly, Jesus then tells us as you zero in on heavenly gifts, choose them, in other words. Because He says where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. It's interesting. We would think it would be said the other way around. Where your heart is, there will your treasure be, but it's, that's true. In, what, in other words, if it says where your treasure is, or where your heart is, there where your treasure is, it's saying, as I observe that person, I can tell where his treasure is, because where his heart is, what he always wants to talk about, and, and what, it, what he gets passionate about. If it's about sports, if it's about things, cars, houses, lands, money, bank accounts. Then he's going to converse about it because it says in Proverbs, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And what we think comes out in our conversation. But the Lord says, where your treasure is. In other words, choose your treasure and your heart will go to it. You've got to zero in, you've got to educate yourself on what a true treasure, an eternal treasure is. And when you, when you evaluate that, then you set your heart on that. And not on the things that, wrath and, that moth and rust and thief and fire and flood can destroy. Choose your cause and the effect will be that you'll be treasuring up things in heaven. As Jesus says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. What's he saying? Seek ye first and foremost those things that constitute the kingdom of God. His name. His people. His will. His church. Seeking means effort, doesn't it? It underscores effort. Seek. Ask. Knock. That's effort. Do we put effort into those things that are most important? The nations seek, he says, food and clothing and shelter. That's first and foremost. They're not thinking about their souls. They should. And we need to remind people, you have a soul. You're living like you just have a body and you're going to just disintegrate when you die. You've got a soul that's going to live somewhere forever. Why would you you put all your marbles in 80 years when you've got Eight million years to come after you die. Let us love the Lord. Let us love His saints. Let us love souls. Let us not give token gestures to God and His people, but all kinds of gestures toward things that are going to pass away. Be rich toward God and not toward man as it were, not toward the earth. not important to keep up with the Joneses, is it? Or the Smiths. I want the biggest, the best, the newest, the grandest, the richest, the most numerous, the neatest, the famous things. I want to be famous. The highest, the fastest. What would Jesus say? They have their reward. What will their reward be? They were a millionaire. What's that going to do for them when they're in the grave? They were the richest per- They made the fortune, what is it called? Fortune 500. They have the reward. They've got all kinds of Super Bowl trophies. They have the reward. Those trophies are going to burn up. Skyscrapers. Olympic gold medals. But they can't take away those works wrought for the Lord's glory. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Choose heavenly treasures. Glorifying God. Praising Him. Helping His people. Seeing people saved. Seeing people edified. Forgiving people of sin. Befriending Teaching, loving, showing hospitality. May it not be that you and I, it would be said of you and I, were saved yet so as by fire. That's what literally happened two years ago. I was saved yet so as by fire. Couldn't even take my wallet with me. Didn't even take my wallet with me. But I don't want that to be about my soul that I'm saved, yet so as by fire. In other words, what it's saying is that the judgment day I squeak in, not squeaking in the sense that Christ died for me, but I have nothing to show for it. I have no heavenly treasures in heaven's bank. I live for myself. I I focused on the temporal things. So we're to evaluate the treasures. We're to choose the treasure that is heavenly. And thirdly, Jesus says, deposit those treasures. Accumulate them. Lay up, He says. Lay up, He says. Amass these things. That's what He's telling us. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Heaven's bank reserve. Heaven's treasure chest. Lay it up. You can accumulate all you want, all you desire, Amass these treasures. He that winneth souls is wise. Now, you and I can't win a soul. We can't even like jumping over the moon, but we can we can labor toward that. We can pray toward the salvation of sinners. We can sow a seed. We can water it. We can pray. He that winneth souls is wise. Oh, someone else may be there when they're converted, but you and I are laboring together as Paul said. We are laborers together with God. Don't think just because you haven't seen a soul saved. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, how many could they count on paper? But they were instrumental in pointing people toward the Lord. And others reaped where they had sown. And believe me, there will be people in heaven if you've made an attempt if you've prayed, if you've witnessed, there will be people in heaven that say, I was told that you were instrumental. That you were a means as well as the man or the woman that was there when I prayed to be saved. Jesus says, Treasures unfailing in the heavens. Unable to be stolen, literally. Unfailing is the word klepto with a negative unable to be stolen, the use of our gifts, sanctification of our souls. The Bible speaks of rewards over 25 times in the New Testament. And our rewards, it's not talking about salvation rewarded to us. It's saying we're rewarded according to our works. The Bible talks about works. We don't denigrate works, the problem is we swing the pendulum too far. There are people that talk about work salvation and therefore we swing the pendulum and say works aren't important. Works are a result of salvation. But we're judged according to our works, the Bible says. And that's mentioned over 20 times in the New Testament. Work for the night is coming. Work to see souls saved. Work to... to to edify your soul. Work to see others grow. Work to see Christ glorified. Work to do all you can to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. We all want to hear that well done, thou good and faithful servant. Work to see our children and grandchildren come to Christ. Listen to what it says of Job. Job 42.10 The Lord gave Job... Twice as much as he had before. If his ten children, if his first ten children were in hell, he didn't have twice as much as he had before. He pleaded the blood of the Lamb. I'm confident that Job has twenty children with him in glory. Pray our children into heaven. Pray our grandchildren into heaven. The Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than the beginning. The best is yet to be. We may say, this is the latter end of my life. What good could come of it? God can bless the latter end of your life and my life more than the beginning. May it be, it might be one year I have left. I might have one month left. I might have one hour left. But use it for God's glory. Hope in God. Let us start depositing if we haven't already. Let us continue, continue to deposit treasures in heaven. Lay them up. Amass them. Accumulate them. Let us prioritize our eternal valuables. Let us present our bodies as living sacrifices. Let us practice heavenly mindedness. Let us plan things that facilitate these. Personal, family, church worship, prayer notebooks, public worship, reaching souls, having a soul consciousness, confessing our sins, seeking the Lord, battling against evil, putting on the whole armor of God. Let us give our all to see treasures laid up in heaven. God being glorified. A life that is well spent for the glory of God.